This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Fighting at Cage Fury 112. That's right. Cage Fury 112. August 26th in Philadelphia. 1-0. A tough heavyweight with some serious knockout power. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ian the Hammer. Austin, Ian, my man, what's up? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, dude, for real. Thank you for coming on. I know you got plenty of other things on your mind. I, you know, I, I appreciate any opportunity to uh, run my mouth for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what you said in the DMs. You said you like to talk about yourself, and I like people that like exactly. to talk about <laughs> So, um, two weeks out, a little less than two weeks out now. How you feeling? Yeah. Excited? Good, man. Yeah, I'm always excited to fight. You know, it's uh, these camps can run a little long sometimes. So it's like by the end of them, a lot of the time, like you're peaking and uh, you're getting out of trainings and you're like, Jesus, I would just like to get this get in the ring uh, or in the cage at this point, and, you know, get your win. You feel I mean, like uh, you, you log hundreds of hours in the gym. It's time to time to rock and roll. Only, I think, nine or 10 days away now, something crazy like that, 12 days away. So it's coming, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Hopefully, I'm going to be there in person so we can meet up afterwards and I'll give you that post fight interview too. Oh, yeah. That sounds good to me, man. You can buy me a drink. <laughs> Say less. I got you, bro. Um, so, you, you train at Daniel Gracie, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Best gym in the world, in my opinion. They're my Philly boys, my favorite. Um, how, how did camp go? It was good. You know, it was, uh, there's always, um, you know, we have a ton of guys getting ready for fights. Some of them are on that weekend. You have some of the UFC guys who are getting ready to fight, you know um guys who are getting stuff lined up you know Sabatini's getting ready to fight Brady's getting ready to fight you have all these these top guys as well and that atmosphere goes you know there's a there's a special buzz in the gym when uh all of the guys are getting ready to um step in the cage you know uh like Deanna Bennett who's a new addition to our team she just fought on Friday uh or maybe last night for Bellator so it's just everybody has been racking up competitions my training partners are getting ready to fight the other heavyweights in the gym. So it's, uh, <clears throat> it's been a good atmosphere. I've really uh, appreciated the, the push I've gotten from the coaches, from my teammates, from everyone. You know, I had some tough rounds yesterday for Saturday's barring to just cut my teeth and remember that I know how to fight and I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, Daniel Gracie gym is 15 and 0 in the UFC. You guys are probably one of the busiest gyms in the country. So I imagine that's a madhouse in there. It's wild, man. You know, it's, it's not as a, not as crazy as you think, you know, we, 
I've been there forever. You know what I mean? I've been there. So I've been training for 11 years and, uh, you know, I started at a, a gym called Semper Fi MMA. It's the same place Brady started out of. Um, it's a little hole in the wall in the, in the in Northeast Philadelphia. Yeah, um, I used to live right near there. So, yeah. Yeah. So after that, um, I was sort of transitioning out of, uh, Muay Thai competitions and I got linked up with Daniel because Julio, Julio, who owns, uh, Julio Rosario, who owns Semper Fi MMA, he, uh, you know, Daniel, before he had his own place, he would occasionally come in and teach lessons at Semperfy. So, you know, I had kind of that in to get in there and, um, and get started there. And so, so much has changed, you know, in the short time that I've been in MMA, you know, I've, I made my MMA debut in 2018, um, which was only four years ago. And then I'm training for a few years before that. So, you know, we've gone from the American street location for Daniel Gracie Philly, uh, which was originally Henzo Gracie Philly. Uh, which was literally a, a, a basement in North Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like you would go into this, this, these, this line of studios on American street and you would step in and there would be the direct office area. And then you would walk down the basement and that was where we trained, you know? So it was, uh, it smelled like, you know, it smelled like sweat and mildew, like a basement would, yeah. uh, where a bunch of guys, sweaty guys train. And um, it's just, you know, we had a bunch of different stuff going in the, back part of that place and so many changes and transformations and then you know daniel linked up with uh jo coach john marquez who i met not long after i really started at daniel's and his location was even smaller it was in uh, uh fish town maybe it was on frankfurt and kensington yeah it's like fish town area ish yeah right on that location right under the l in this like loft situation that place would get to be like 110 degrees during the summertime. People would slide around on the mats like uh, when like that's how much sweat we had on there. And and just like these humble beginnings for the team, you know, when we always had like guys like Jeremiah and Sean and Sabatini and, uh, you know, um, Petrosky's a late ad that we picked up from balance. But, uh, you know, all these guys who were coming through Daniels and coming into work who are now hitting their peak, hitting their stride, becoming these huge UFC stars. So, you know, it's not so much that the atmosphere is necessarily crazy, but I can say for certain now that our, our new location feels like a professional, like something like um, these big training centers that you see in like the more uh, like MMA mecha gyms, like Jackson Wing, Duke Rufus. ATT. Exactly. Yeah. Like we now, now our facility matches the caliber of fighter that we're producing. And I mean, for the casuals out there watching who don't know, we're talking about Jeremiah Wells, Andre Petrowski, Pat Sabatini, Sean Brady, 15 and 0 in the UFC. Crazy oh, Jim. Yep. Uh, hopefully I'm actually interviewing Petrowski on Tuesday, hoping so. We'll see. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Andre's a good guy. Yeah. He, he's a real nice guy. I've talked to him a few times. Um, so, you know, we're talking about Philly, talking about your gym. Are you, do you live in Philly? I don't need to know your street, but I'm just curious about that. Yeah, I, I grew up in Philly. I lived there my whole life. Uh, about six months ago. Sorry, those are my friend's dogs. Uh, <laughs> about six months ago, I moved out into the suburbs with my girlfriend. But, um, you know, I still obviously will commute into Philly every day. My parents live there in Taconi. Um, You know, I'm Philly born and raised. It's a very, very late uh, uh, sort of addition to my life to be living in the suburbs. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was in Philly for six years. I'm out in the suburbs now, but it's a great area, man. I love Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, you know, Philly's – there's a reason it produces, like, top quality fighters, both boxers and MMA guys, and that's because it's a tough 
gritty city. You know what I mean? For sure, dude. It is uh, like I, I tell the story to people sometimes, but I, I, you know, I told my parents moved to, to Coney from the Northeast. I lived right near Semper Fi as well back in the day, um, <clears throat> which was a good neighborhood. You know what I mean? But uh, my parents lost their house like however many years ago. And they moved down to uh, right near the Tacony Palmyra. You know what I mean? And uh, I think the week they moved in, somebody got shot in the chest and died like at the head of their. <clears throat> and that's not to say like people are just like robbing and killing all the time. Like our neighbor, their neighbors were nice. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's a rough city, man. And it, it got rougher and it keeps getting rougher. For so. sure, man. It's uh, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think it was number one in USA in murders last year, which is horrible, yeah. but it's still a great city too. For example, where's your favorite cheesesteak? My favorite cheesesteak. I'm a Northeast guy, so I go to Steve's. Okay, Steve's I was gonna, I'm Del Sandro's guy. So, uh, uh, you know what? Um, I haven't been to Del Sandro's yet. Uh, my friend lives right. A, a couple of my friends live in Roxborough, so they're not. They're like a hop and a skip away. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I haven't really uh, sampled as much of the cheesesteak landscape as maybe a lot of people from Philly have. But when I like if I leave town for more than a month, when I come home, I want a, a Steve's. I'll go to Steve's. I've never tried Steve's, so I'll put that on the top of my list to try. Yeah, try, man. It's uh, they're solid. That's where I, I really think of. I think pretty much any Philly cheesesteak is good in my opinion, but I'll definitely try Steve's. Yeah, you don't. You really. Um, I learned this the hard way. If you can go outside of Philadelphia or the Philadelphia area, because there's some places in in New Jersey and um you know, in the New York area where you can go and you can get a steak and they're pretty solid. Yeah. But I remember one time, this was when I was like 19. I went out to California with um, my ex at the time and we like circumnavigated the whole country. Like we went uh, to Sacramento to visit a friend who was going to school out there. And we came back through Kansas and I was feeling homesick. And there's this like little 50 style diner in the middle of Kansas you know, with the uh, like aluminum siding and stuff like that, like real, real retro looking. And um, I stopped there and they have a Philly steak on the menu. And I'm like, I know this is going to be bad, but I can't help myself. So I, <laughs> I ordered it and um, they bring it out after like 15 minutes. And it's just like six burnt pieces of beef on like a soft untoasted roll with american cheese and green peppers and shit it was welcome uh, home man <laughs> tragic. it was a a real life tragedy that's good advice don't get a cheesesteak unless you're in the northeast region um so let, let's talk about your fight coming up now a little bit yeah have you been eating a lot of cheesesteaks or how's your weight looking you looking on weight up there at heavyweight yeah yeah i mean uh, i'm uh i'm a heavyweight obviously the weight cap is 266 I can tell you with confidence I'm nowhere near 266 right now. That's um, what I was I, curious about. I don't like to be. If you look at my like my three my last three fights, um, I've really uh, kind of honed in on the diet and nutrition aspect and strength and conditioning aspect of my game. And um, whereas early in my amateur career, I did a lot of uh, sorry. I keep putting my thumb in front of the camera. My bad. You're good, dude. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> um, early in my amateur career, a lot of the time I was floating around like 250, 257, 245. You know, um, I came into my fight against, for example, I came in uh, against Daimir Rappa in October um, at 240, like, or 237 or something like that. So I was leaner than I usually was. And then, you know, when I fought uh, 
Dwight Maters for the belt. Um, I was 231. And then I think I was 232 or 231 again when I weighed in to fight um, Dave Chuclia a few months ago. So 232, you know, around that area is definitely where I'm comfortable at right now. I prefer kind of like a, you know, unless I'm fighting some real, real freakishly huge dude with crazy power, I prefer to have like the speed, the mobility, the light build. I like to be lean. Um, and I like to, you know, really step on the gas as far as pressure goes and what I can put out as far as athletic output. I mean, it definitely works your last or not your last fight, but your fight against Mainers, it went the distance and, you know, for a heavyweight man, you were, you were good in that third, you were kicking his butt. So yeah, I, I would say it's, it, it seems to be working for sure. Um, have you watched any tape on your opponent? Who's also undefeated want to know as well. Uh, Marcus Leach, have you watched any tape at all? What are your thoughts there? You know, I, I like tape study. I usually do tape study kind of early in camp. Um, Marcus doesn't have like a lot of tape available. Um, yeah. A lot of his, I think a lot of his fights are with promotions where they're not necessarily putting the tape online or what have you. So I've seen his first fight, um, which is from years ago. And it's, so it's hard to judge exactly how somebody's going to advance or progress at that point. Um, I know he's a southpaw. I know he's a big guy. Um, and I know that he is primarily a striker i believe he has a, like a real like kind of a boxing background um which is fine with me you know what i mean i like to move i like to strike i get built as a striker so um you know it's not like i want to stand and bang with a guy who's hanging around 260 um and has like a big build like that but you know i uh all of my training partners are 260 270 you know so um not there's nothing I see there that is uh, completely alien to me. You know what I mean? From a third party perspective, you know, he's a big guy. I know he's a bouncer in his, and I don't know if it's free time or what, that's what he does. Uh, his, his knockout win was against someone who was 0 six. Yeah. You seem like the much more well-rounded fighter. I'm sure you're going to come in as like a big favorite or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I think it'll be an exciting fight. I think he's going to definitely try to keep his standing and come for the chin, but like, like, like we've been talking about, man, that Daniel Gracie background for you, I think is going to take you a long way in this one. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the thing is like, uh, I think that heavyweights a lot of the time, um, even ones who are pretty proficient or have good records, uh, rely on their ability to keep the fight standing up where they can sort of like get, they can catch guys in scrambles that they're not really ready for. Um, you know what I mean? Especially guys who maybe are also in the same like of the same school of the same mindset where they just want to slug they want to you know uh swang and bang you know what i mean that sort of thing um the the issue there is that when you when you look at the highest levels of heavyweight competition or even just mixed martial arts competition who are the guys who are winning the most fights who's winning championships it's very rarely guys who are going to um like just be one-dimensional and i'm not saying that marcus is one-dimensional i haven't seen any of his tape um, but I know that as a martial artist, I have, um, high level standup. I know I have high level, you know, grappling. I know I have high level ground game, you know, for this weight class. And, uh, so essentially, you know, anywhere it goes, I'm comfortable. So, um, I'm willing to take it wherever I need to. I love it, man. And I mean, like, that's a great point. I mean, even the heavyweight champion of the UFC, the highest caliber, Francis Ngannou, everybody saw him as this crazy knockout artist for years, which he was. But then he goes in there against Stipe, against Cyril Ghosn, and he out-wrestles both of them. So yeah. is it safe to say you're going to be using a very MMA-style fight coming in against Marcus? 
Um, I don't want to say anything like anything. Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't talk game plan, and you also don't talk specifics because, as uh, the great Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. But um, you know, I I I will say that in a broad sense, I think that my skill set in every aspect needs to be considered. So if I, I put myself into the shoes of my opponent's coaches, let's say. Um, I'm not just going to look at me as a fighter and say, okay, we need to beat him standing up. You have to worry about my stand-up game because I'm, I have probably the fastest hands in the region at this weight class. Um, I'm an advanced striker technically, um, but also I'm, you know, uh, about to be a brown belt of jujitsu. You know, I, uh, I train under a great, directly under a Gracie and under uh, guys who are champions in jujitsu, you know, our wrestling arcade wrestling at Daniel Gracie's and Marquez MMA high level stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like multi, there's so many facets that are necessary to consider when you're going up against myself, any Daniel Gracie fighter. Um, this isn't just like a, we're a jujitsu school because we have a Gracie on the title. You know what I mean? Or we're not just strikers because we're from Philly and there's a high boxing pedigree. There's a lot to consider. Yeah, man, you guys are not one trick ponies. I appreciate you even giving me that much. Um, obviously got to keep the strategy secret. So I'm excited to see what you come out with on the 26th. Um, the fight's at 2300 Arena in Philly. You fought there before. What are your thoughts on that place? I've, I've been there front row before for, uh, that's where I got the shirt, at submit, or the, the grappling event last year. Dude, it's awesome there. I love the 2300. Used to be the ECW. Um, there's so much history there as far as combat sports. Like, obviously, a lot of MMA guys don't want to acknowledge the parallels or the connections to professional wrestling. But, you know, um, the truth is, like, the fan base, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot involved uh, as far as like MMA blowing up as a sport. It's absorbing some of the spectacle from from professional wrestling. And so uh, I think I, I love the, the 2300 for that reason, as well as the fact that I've been fighting there forever. You know, my MMA debut at Art of War 7 in May of 2018 was at the 2300. You know, I, uh, I choked a dude out there in front of the hometown crowd. Um, I've had many a fun night at the... 2300 since then you know i i went to uh my big slug fest with patrick brady another regional heavyweight champion that was at the 2300 um i love selling that place out i love the pop i get when i walk out um you know at this point like i know i can move tickets i know we'll, we'll pack that place and i i love going there honestly it uh it has a uh, an un an undescribable atmosphere as far as combat sports goes yeah, you're going to have that home field advantage, man. That place is going to be loud for all you Philly boys. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. So, so let's fast forward to the 26 now. You get the dub. You're 2-0. What's next in your career, ideally? How do you, how do you envision the next steps to your career going? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this as we go into it. You don't look past anyone. You know what I mean? I have not looked past Marcus Leach for a second. You know what I mean? Right now, my focus is fully on him and on his camp. You know, he's a big guy. He's coming off of a win got a little bit of momentum as far as he goes. So I think, you know, um, it's, I think it's reckless to start talking about how far it goes, but as it stands, you know, I know where my skill set is and I know, you know, if I do the things that I need to do and get, get through this one healthy and in one piece, you know, I know there's a card in for CFFC in December. I'd like to get on that one too. I think that, um, uh, frankly, I think I'm the most exciting fighter above 200 pounds. I think, uh, in the region, in, most of the country, you know what I mean? I think I make the heavyweight division and the light heavyweight division too. 
I think I make that a more exciting place to watch. So um, I'm going to, you know, like get through this, finish this one quick, you know, hypothetically speaking, I'm going to start chirping and I, I, I want the belt, you know, I'm a champion. I come from a school of champions. I train under champions. Um, and frankly, I think I deserve it. I think, uh, I think, a, a, a solid and dominant win will put me, um, if not next in line, will put me in title contention for sure. Love it, man. Love it. I love how focused you are too. So with these next two questions, these are also look ahead, fun, future questions. If you don't want to look there, tell me to buzz off and we move on. No problem. That's all right. No, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so one dream fight. I'm talking UFC fighters, current retired boxers, famous wrestlers, anything. What's your like dream match? You know, Jerry Prochaska. Love that man. Ballsy too. Prochaska. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been saying this one, actually. It's funny that you asked this question. I've been saying this for uh, a couple of months now. I watched him fight Glover um, or whenever that fight was, what, two months ago, three months ago. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I watched him fight Glover. And then obviously I watched the Dominic Reyes knockout as well. And um, I love his style. I love how unorthodox he is. Um, I love that he's like weird, lanky. Um, but I also see, you know, obviously the dude leaves his hands down everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would love, I would love to test that, test his chin. You know what I mean? And I think that our styles would be such an exciting matchup at 205 pounds. Um, as far as heavyweights go, I mean, Stipe is my hero. So that would be kind of a cool fight. Yeah. Um, but obviously by the time I get to the UFC, even if it's in like the next year, um, he'll have sort of aged out and he's, fighting huge fights now he's looking at the john joneses and the yeah. and the, the big money fights before he hangs the gloves up so that one that one's a distant dream but right. jerry you know let's we'll see what happens maybe i'll make that one happen so that's actually a good segue into my next question here it's another one about the future you know let's let's go let's go forward 20 years 30 years you're retired it's all said and done what what was your dream career how did it go out how did it, how did it play out if it all went down the way you wanted it to my mma career Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh man. Um, so this is a loaded question because, Very. you know, until like a year ago, I, it was tough to even convince myself. I, I like lacked the confidence necessary to say truly that I would ever be a professional, let alone an, a professional with the eyes of the regional. On him. You know what I mean? Right. Um, things have changed so much for me, but you know, the sky is the limit at this point. Um, I can say with confidence that like, I really believe that I can take this thing the distance and uh, fuck it. If we want to get really lofty with it, I think that in 30 years time, I want to, first of all, I want to fight like 30, 40 times. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to be one of those guys who fights 15 times in their career and ducks out. I, I love to fight. That's where I have the most fun. And I want to fight the toughest guys. And I want to beat the toughest guys. And I want to be heavyweight champion, light heavyweight champion. You know what I mean? I would love to, to leave that legacy and be able to, open my own gym or whatever and, and be able to hang those belts up um, from major organizations like the UFC, one championship, Bellator, you know what I mean? Um, 
one more thing is just I'd like to to travel as much as I can doing this. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of the life of a uh, of a of a fighter of a you know a warrior for hire is um, it's lonely and it is nomadic. You know what I mean? It takes you to far corners and far foreign places, and I embrace that aspect of the game. Love those answers, man. Really do. And you're so young. You're so talented. I think those dreams are very achievable. Um, I'm just glad I got an early interview with you, man, because you're going to be a star someday, no doubt. Well, dog, you can have as many as you like. Just stay in <laughs> camp, right? You buy me that drink after on, on the 26th, and we'll set up the next one. Yes, sir. Love it, dude. Appreciate it. Um, so, obviously, I don't need to tell you. You know, fighting is a very physically, mentally demanding, challenging, just it's, it's, it's a sport, but it's a job. Um, it is. um, Hey, maybe, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not, but (laughs) I'm just asking when things get rough, if they do get rough, if you ever get down on yourself, where do you find inspiration, motivation to like, keep going? Um, I've always relied on, you know, this is not, I don't even know if I would call it cliche, but it's very common for anybody in any occupation. You know, I look at my loved ones. I look at, uh, you know, my parents who have worked their whole lives to give me a life that is comfortable considering we're, you know, firmly working class. You know what I mean? I look at um, my uh, grandfather and all of those guys, like my, my, my male ancestors who were, were in wars and in all this crazy shit. And uh, like, I look at the life I get to live where I just basically train to fight every single day. And I'm, I just try to remind myself, considering how, how hard life has been for my family and how how uh hard my family has had to work for me that i am like blessed privileged to be able to live this life you know what i mean um i love fighting it when i when i can't fight the the times when i'm down on myself jake are when i cannot fight when i cannot train so when i'm not able to do that when i'm not able to to live the life that i've been blessed to be able to live that's when i feel bad and that's when I have to remind myself that, look, no matter how long this thing lasts, like 11 years of my life were blessed, you know, minimum, you know, if it was, if, if, if my career were to end tomorrow, you know, 11 years of my life were blessed with being able to train with the toughest guys in the world, hang with them, bang with them and fight on a stage in front of thousands of people. And that's, you know, I try to, you know, stay grateful, stay positive. And, uh, you know, there's obviously, I, 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 uh, to, I'll wrap it up in a second. Sorry, I get a little long. <laughs> You're good, man. But um, you know, I I read different media and stuff like that. You know, you you have your uh, I like the the manga Berserk. If you've ever heard of it, it's like a Japanese comic. It's, it's good. It's, okay. it's very storied, but you know, it has a story about like a uh, uh, a warrior and uh, you know just stuff like that. Like favorite media and stuff about guys in similar positions that I draw a lot of inspiration from. I love it, man. That's a great answer. Um, it's a great perspective on like life and motivation too. You'd be surprised by some of the answers I get. That was a very like true, honest answer. So I, I love and appreciate that. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about you as a person here, not about the fighter. Do you have any interests, hobbies, things you do outside of the cage? Tell me a little bit about uh, Ian, the person. Um, yeah, I mean, so I draw, you know what I mean? Like I, I've been drawing my whole life. Um, I like to create artwork. I like to, uh, to mostly fantasy stuff. Like I play also, I play tabletop games. I play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Warhammer. Um, 
that's actually more common than you think uh, in MMA. Like a lot of guys watch anime, they play video games. Tons. Yeah, they play tabletop games. I mean, look at look at Israel Adesanya. I've said this before, but he's so big because he tapped into a market that was there and just wasn't being like catered to. You know what I mean? The, like the lineup between the 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 um, the correlation between mixed martial arts fans and fans of anime, manga, video games, all this nerdy, you know, traditionally nerdy shit. It's always been there. It's just that you know nobody was tapping into that. Um, right. So yeah. It, I like to make art. Uh, I'm an artist as well as a martial artist. I like to play video games. I like to uh, like to read. I like to. Um, I'm more of like a quiet nighting kind of guy. So you you'll very rarely, you know, my times at the at after fights are the only times you'll catch me at a bar. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a similar I'm, type of uh, introvert. You know? Yeah, I prefer. I can tell by the Funko Pops on your on your. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're good, dude. I put them there for a reason. I like them. So I, so have you, uh, have you watched? Pro- oh, hold on. What's this say? I'm running out of time. Oh, I'm cheap. It's just giving me a notice that I'm cheap and I only have ten minutes left. Um, I'll pay for the full version. So, uh, anime. Have you watched Primal? I oh, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. Yeah, I've watched bits and pieces of it. I love Gendy Tartakovsky. I've been trying to get everyone on that, dude. It's like my favorite freaking show. So good to hear you know what it is. Funny story is when I was growing up, my favorite, my very favorite cartoon was Samurai Jack, which is also a good. It's also Gendy Tartakovsky, as you know. Um, I also love the Clone Wars, Gendy Tartakovsky films. And I'm just glad that he's able to like animation. Probably before I got like really serious about MMA, I would have wanted to be like an animator or an illustrator for, you know, video games, uh, comic books, uh, cartoons, you know, that sort of thing. So like, (laughs) <laughs> like uh, the Clone Wars TV show that Gendy Tartakovsky worked on was a huge yeah. inspiration in everything else that I do. And just like, there's just something about like stoic, quiet, like warrior types and those kinds of animations that I really like and have drawn a lot of inspiration from to go back to that other question you asked. Yeah, man. I love it. I'm glad we're both uh, nerds at heart, you know? <laughs> so um, Ian, we're, we're, we're wrapping up here. I only have two questions left for you. One, I don't even know if it'll be relevant, but the podcast I run is called Tapped Out. We're a betting podcast on the BetQL network. Do you sports gamble at all? And if you do, do you have any bets or thoughts on UFC 278 coming up next week? Now, UFC 278, who's the main event on that one? Remind me. Uh, Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. Okay. Um, Let me just ask who do you think is going to win that fight then? That main event is hard to bet, but I I usually put my money on Marty just because he is a a bad dude. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody dethrones him. I think he retires you know, not undefeated, but undefeated as champion. And uh, some they're going to have to scramble to take that thrown away. But that's a hard one to bet. Leon Edwards is tough. He's well-rounded. He's grown a lot since they first fought. Um, if anybody was going to do it, it would probably be him. You know what I mean? A lot of people point to Kamzat Chimaev. I think, I think Leon Edwards probably has the best chance. I fully agree. I'm, I'm with Kamara, but uh, yeah, man, Leon's no joke. So it should be a good, good fight. fight. Yeah. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't bet a lot. I have friends who bet very heavily. Um, I'm actually at my friend's house right now. Who's like the main better in my group. Yeah. Uh, I stopped by to just hang out and watch a, whatever sports ball game was on today. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't bet all the time, but when I do bet, I usually bet on my friends, you know, anybody from Daniel Gracie, I usually have 50 bucks on just cause I know I'm getting easy money that night. Easy dude. Agreed there. Um, so last thing I wanted to do here is I just wanted to give you the opportunity for a second Take the mic. You have anything to say to your friends, family, supporters, fans? You're gonna have a lot of eyes on you. Mic is yours. Um, 
I'll say this much, you know, thank you to all of my friends and family who've supported me. This is a tough life for my mom, for my dad, people who, who love me, who have to watch me go in and possibly get my teeth kicked in. You know what I mean? I appreciate the patience. Um, my mom especially has come a long way. I love you, mom. Um, I'll say this much as far as the future goes, though. Uh, somebody, somebody has to be a star. Somebody has to be a champion. Why not me? Love it, man. Why not? And let me tell you why not. There is no why not. You're a stud. You're young. You got a lot going for you. August 26th at the 2300 Arena, CFFC 112. It's going down, my man. Ian, thank you so much for real. I know you got a lot going on, training camp, cutting weight. Well, maybe not cutting weight, but. Uh... No, sir. No, sir. I'm privileged. <laughs> but, but for real. That's a thick boy privilege. Well, hey, man, we're going to see you glide in the octagon. So thank you so much, Ian. Uh, guys, everyone, I'll link his uh, stuff in the uh, lower third. Go follow this guy. Go check out his fights. He is a stud. He will be a name to remember. Ian the Hammer, Austin. Thank you, dude. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, we'll get that beer after the fight too, yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir.